Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another day's edition of Transformation Radio. When my hope is lost and my strength is gone, I run to you and you alone. When I can't get up and I can't go on, I run to you. Pastor Delaney, pray that you're doing well. I've been missing you guys, but uh, been off uh, doing quite a few things uh, when it comes to our Champions Network. In the past few weeks, we've had some wonderful events, um, things that have been uh, really stirred by the Lord uh, here of late. Um, had a wonderful event in Urbana where we were able to 
uh, touch and, and get a community inspired to, to getting involved. And uh, I know that Matt Gossard is doing some great work as he's out doing some follow-up and, and touching some of the folks that uh, we've encountered over the course of this year with our conferences and the things that we've been doing. And really looking forward to what God's going to do on uh, October 4th when we uh, bring some of the Franklin County uh, folks uh, in to hopefully inspire and empower and equip them uh, to get involved uh, to help with the problem that uh, many of you were just uh, a part of recently and now have found your way out. And so I wanted you to think today and start today by just honoring God by thanking him that you are uh, a part of the solution now that uh, for the longest time maybe you were part of the problem for your family or part of the problem for community or part of the problem for yourself and now you're here with us and you're getting a chance to to see life differently and see that uh, there is hope and possibility for you and for all of those things that seem so broken uh, when you were in the throes of the challenge of addiction and now you're seeing that uh, God is God, that he can be trusted, and that he entrusts people uh, like your brothers who are around you that are there to help refine you and and to help uh, sharpen you, but more importantly to support and encourage you as you continue on the journey. And, and one of the things about the journey, uh, I wanted to share just a couple of things with you. I want, I want to give you uh, four goals to think about uh, this week as you're spending time in your word, as you're spending time uh, in your coaching sessions, if you're spending time uh, down at the farm in the early stages of your journey with us. I want you to take four goals and four things to, to just write down to focus on this week um, as as you kind of journey through with us and journey through with each other. Um, one of the things that, that every Christian should uh, have as a goal is to always be able to know what we believe. Do, do you know why you're here? Do you know why the things that are being shared with you by our pastoral staff and by coaches and by Pastor Tom and others, do you know why it's being shared? First um, Peter 3 tells us that we need to be prepared to give an answer to people as to the reason for the hope that we have. And so it's important that as you're reading your word and as you're spending time uh, in Scripture that uh, you're constantly building the foundation to be able to defend why it is that you chose to believe what you believe right now and why are you here with us? Why is this journey with Jesus Christ um, so much different than maybe some of the other things that you've tried? Why do you believe what you're being told? Why is it that uh, this is making the difference when so many other things didn't. So be prepared. So that's the first thing. Second thing is one of the things that we spend a lot of time talking about inside the refuge and some of the things that you get from the staff and, and from the pastors is to always be real. So be prepared with what you believe and be real about it. Don't hide behind, you know, cliche. Don't say what the other guy next to you says. Be real about what the Lord is doing in your life as you're looking to defend what he's doing for you. As you're looking to understand why it is that you believe, do it in your own words. Be real about your own story. Your story is your story. Continue to write your story and being on the basis of what you're learning, why you believe, and why is it real to you being in that particular place. A real simple one that each day 
has to happen as a Christian. And as you're working through this journey, and many of you are later in the process, probably get this better than some that are early to it, but it always is important that you put God first in all of this. So you're here to understand why you're believing and you're looking to be real, and we can be real, more real, when we do put God first, because it's a simple commandment that he gave us to love him with all your heart, mind, soul, and your strength. And so when I'm doing that, my focus is on him. So that is an admirable and an important goal each day, a priority of each day. And then lastly, you guys get this, I think, quite a bit in your teaching as to how do I prepare for the day? So why am I here? What am I believing? What am I learning about myself? How do I stay as real and as relevant and as transparent and as authentic about who I am? And, and am I putting God first? And when I put him first, am I trusting him to protect me for the day that's ahead? Those are four really important things to think about each day before you get ready to go out and do whatever it is within the ministry or outside the ministry that you're going to do. And there's a great set of scripture that's in Ephesians 6 that talks about what it is to get ready for the day. And having the armor of God on, if you haven't already gotten that teaching, you will. But those four things, four simple things to think about each day while you're in this time with us. And then to think about each day as you leave from here and move on to whatever it is that you're doing. Is that always understand and be able to defend why it is that you follow Christ. And you do that by being real with what you say. It's real because this is what God has done for me. Because I've put him first and I've allowed him to equip me for the day with truth, with righteousness, righteousness, with peace, um, with his word, and with um, faith. And I can take all of those things each and every day and make them goals for the day. And as they're goals for the day, they will start to become goals for your life. And they'll start to become important pieces of the puzzle as you move forward. I sure appreciate you guys. Uh, love each and every one of you. And I thank uh, the Lord for you. And I pray that uh, the rest of your week goes great. God bless you and take care. Fullness of eternal promise Stirring in your sons in
September 21st. As we uh, turn our attention today now toward the uh, New Testament, we'll be reading in Galatians chapter 6, verses 1 through 18. Galatians 6, 1 through 18, where we'll be able to see others humbly. You know, your response to another's fall reveals your own walk, whether it's spiritual or not. Pride will make it impossible for you to help the fallen, but humility will bring blessing to you and to them. You'll see yourself honestly in this passage of Scripture. Do you use somebody's fall to make yourself look better? Or do you know yourself, accept yourself, and seek to please God alone? And you'll be able to see leaders appreciatively. When you give to others whose ministry blesses you, you're sowing seed that will bear fruit. When you use your resources for sinful purposes... You sow to the flesh and will reap a sad harvest. And you'll see the cross clearly. The false teachers wanted the world's praise, so they avoided the cross. But the true believer will glory in the cross, even if it means suffering the world's enmity. And with that, let's begin our reading today in the New Testament. September 21st, Galatians chapter 6. Verses 1 through 18. Dear brothers and sisters, if another Christian is overcome by some sin, you who are godly should gently and humbly help that person back onto the right path. And be careful not to fall into the same temptation yourself. Share each other's troubles and problems, and in this way obey the law of Christ. If you think you are too important to help someone in need, You are only fooling yourself. You are really a nobody. Be sure to do what you should, for then you will enjoy the personal satisfaction of having done your work well, 
and you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else. For we are each responsible for our own conduct. Those who are taught the Word of God should help their teachers by paying them. Don't be misled. Remember that you can't ignore God and get away with it. You will always reap what you sow. Those who live only to satisfy their own sinful desires will harvest the consequences of decay and death. But those who live to please the Spirit will harvest everlasting life from the Spirit. So don't get tired of doing what is good. Don't get discouraged and give up, or we will reap a harvest of blessing at the appropriate time. Whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to our Christian brothers and sisters. Notice what large letters I use as I write these closing words in my own handwriting. Those who are trying to force you to be circumcised are doing it for just one reason. They don't want to be persecuted for teaching that the cross of Christ alone can save. And even those who advocate circumcision don't really keep the whole law. They only want you to be circumcised so they can brag about it and claim you as their disciples. As for me, God forbid, that I should boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in this world died long ago, and the world's interest in me is also long dead. It doesn't make any difference now whether we have been circumcised or not. What counts is whether we really have been changed into new and different people. May God's mercy and peace be upon all those who live by this principle. They are the new people of God. From now on, don't let anyone trouble me with these things. For I bear on my body the scars that show I belong to Jesus. My dear brothers and sisters, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Amen.
will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing. Great. Oh. Psalm 65, verses 1 through 13. We'll see that the worship goes up. This is a harvest psalm for believers who want to thank God for His goodness and care during another year. Praise and prayer go up to the Lord from the hearts of grateful people. We're told that in everything we are to give thanks. We'll see the witness reaches out. The ends of the earth need to hear about the God of grace and glory. He reveals Himself to them in creation. But they must be told the good news of salvation. God has provided atonement. God blesses you that you in turn might be a blessing to others. And we'll read that the wealth comes down. How good He is to send the rain, fill the rivers, and water the fields. The fields produce food for the flocks, and they rejoice at His kindness. We take the rain for granted until it does not fall, of course, and then we learn how much we need it. You can find joy in God's goodness at the beginning and ending of each day. So do not wait until the crowning of the year to praise Him. Psalm 65, verses 1 through 13. For the choir director, Psalm of David, song. What mighty praise, O God, belongs to you in Zion? We will fulfill our vows to you, for you answer our prayers. And to you all people will come, though our hearts are filled with sins, you forgive them all. What joy for those you choose to bring near, those who live in your holy courts. What joys await us inside your holy temple. You faithfully answer our prayers with awesome deeds. O God, our Savior, you are the hope of everyone on earth and those who sail on distant seas. You formed the mountains by your power and armed yourself with mighty strength. You quieted the raging oceans 
with their pounding waves, and silenced the shouting of the nations. Those who live at the ends of the earth stand in awe of your wonders. From where the sun rises to where it sets, you inspire shouts of joy. You take care of the earth and water it, making it rich and fertile. The rivers of God will not run dry. They provide a bountiful harvest of grain, for you have ordered it so. You drench the plowed ground with rain, melting the clods and leveling the ridges. You soften the earth with showers and bless its abundant crops. You crown the year with a bountiful harvest. Even the hard pathways overflow with abundance. The wilderness becomes a lush pasture, and the hillsides blossom with joy. The meadows are clothed with flocks of sheep, and the valleys are carpeted with grain. They all shout and sing for joy. Proverbs 23, verse 24. The father of godly children has cause for joy. What a pleasure it is to have wise children. God.